Welcome to the Live to be Remembered podcast, where you'll learn the most effective tools for leaders, communication, and how to succeed at a high level. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Live to be Remembered podcast. What up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on, Big Money Quam? How y'all feeling? Nice. Good, man. Just working, you know. How's everybody's mental health? Hey, uh, I say, you know, finally, I can, I honestly, I can say I'm probably now at a, at an eight. After all that crazy stuff, I can finally say I'm at an eight, bro. Yeah, I say for me, man, um, sure, it's hard for me to even put a number on it, but I'm doing well, you know, I'm doing well. Mentally, I'm doing fine, just like trying to recalibrate some stuff. But other than that, I'm solid, man. That's right. That's right. Willie, man. Is Willie froze or he good? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I had to get off my hey, Wi-Fi because I'm getting ready, to, getting ready to go. But I'm good, man. I'm um, I'm I'm like, y'all know me, man. I'm high energy. Um, I'm just enjoying the opportunities that are just being presented that I have no idea that they was opportunities. So it's good on my end. Come on now, bro. I love it. Go. All right. So tonight's topic: vulnerability does not equate being weak. That's Corey topic, right? Yes, sir. So Corey, Corey got to start that one. Yes, sir, Corey. Yeah. yeah. No, the reason I want to bring this topic um, to play, man, is because I say as men in general, uh, we, we, we were never taught to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were never given permission to really share our deepest thoughts, our emotions, and express ourselves in a way where we can let our guard down and not have to answer everything in anger or rage. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I can say I personally struggle with and have struggled with. Um, it's just really being vulnerable and transparent about how somebody made me feel. You know, growing up in my household, I never got to see vulnerability from a man because there was no man present. You know what I'm saying? And so that was something that I never really got a chance to pick up on and adopt and so the way I respond to things now is rah 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 you know and, and I really don't let my guard down because I'm in protection mode all the time and the people I'm trying to protect myself from are not the people I should have the barrier up against because these are the people I should be able to be vulnerable with you know which is my wife and my kids but because I never really seen a man be vulnerable or you heard or just suck it up Quit crying. What you crying for? That's what I know. And so I operate out of just sucking it up and then just being angry at the world because, one, I'm afraid to be vulnerable. And then when you're told to just suck it up, to me, it equates to that's being a punk, you being weak. And so that's why I always operate the way I do. And to be honest, man, I'm not angry all the time. I'm hurt. And as men, we can't really display that because that, for me personally, that was never an option. 
Facts. <clears throat> Facts to the 10th degree, bro. It's funny, man. Uh, me and uh, Paris was talking about this last night. Um, just basically what you was talking about, bro. And, you know, how us as men, we wasn't taught to show emotions because it's like a sign of weakness. And um, I tell a lot of people, man, especially where I go, man, like, um, I cry. And I ain't got no problem expressing me crying at all to anybody. Um, I don't see it as a sign of weakness. I see it as a sign of helping me to be able to get those things out of me. Because again, it's not good to, you know, suppress yourself with all of these things, Corey and Quana and Willie, man. Like, it, you figure out, like, once you let it out, you'll feel so much better. And coming from where I'm from, you know, growing up in the church and stuff like that, man, like my mindset was always like, you know, God's going to fix it, God's going to fix it. Not understanding that God will fix it, but I got to be able to do the part first. And just being able to let my tears out and be a man, like, you know, like, that's the thing. Like, we follow tradition too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, we never actually asked ourselves, hey, what's wrong with crying as a man? You know what I'm saying? It don't make me weak because I cry. It don't make me weak because I express myself. And, you know, me and my wife, I had to, you know, open up a little bit more, man, and tell her things like, yo, I'm really stressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, open up and show her, like, yo, I feel like quitting. I feel like giving up. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay as a man to put yourself in a position and say, yo, I really feel like quitting. I tell y'all all the time, man, like, there's many times. I, I'm not perfect. I have my days where I just want to be like, yo, I'm done. Like, I'm tired of inspiring the world. I'm tired of, you know, giving this content and doing this and doing that. I'm tired of it. Tears coming down my face, Corey and Quan. Like, I promise you, man. But what I realize is that when you let go of the things that's the emotions that's controlling you and you become in control of those emotions, now you're able to operate at a different level because the average human cannot control their emotions, which is why you see so many um, crazy things happen in the world today. You know what I'm saying? So you got to control your emotions and not let your emotions control you. So that's what I would say going back off of what you said, Corey, but that th this topic is needed, bro, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real serious, man. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to speak on POC, people of color. You know, we are very expressive people. If you look at how we do things and historically how we've done things, we've always expressed ourselves to the highest degree. And the only area where we lack at is being vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Think about even in the church realm. We shout, we dance, we do all these different things when we're, when we're motivating people. We use our hands. We, we're very expressive people. And to be robbed of that in the area of being vulnerable, it does a lot of damage, physically and mentally. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be transparent on the live tonight on the podcast. It's like, there's been issues, man, that I had with my daughter, and my daughter will say some things to me. And instead of me saying, that hurt my feelings, I get upset and then I go off on her and I do everything in my power to try to damage her. You see what I'm saying? Because it's like, no, how dare you hurt my feelings? But she don't know that my feelings is hurt. She just think that she made me upset. But that ain't really the real truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is you hit a, you struck a chord with me and you hit a vulnerable place, a very sensitive place. And I gotta go into rage mode to protect you. But it's better when I just say, you know what, that hurt my feelings. But it took me so many years to get this, man. My daughter now is seven, she'll be 18 next month. And I'm just now starting to grasp that vulnerability piece of it. 
You know, we got into it a couple of weeks ago. And instead of me just saying, Linnea, what you just said really hurt me, like that, that crushed me. I was like, oh, that's what you want to do? You can get out, you know what I'm saying? You can get hot. And I'm like, dog, you're going about this hand this the wrong way, my baby. That's not the way you do that. But because I can't be vulnerable, because I'm protecting myself all the time. And that's the thing, y'all. When you're hurt and you've had life experiences that traumatized you, that broke you down in areas of your life that you all you know is to go into protection mode, you know, you don't know nothing else. You don't know to stop and say, yeah, that, that really offended me or, you know, that really hurt me or, or I didn't like the way you said that. Sometimes the way we even speak and say certain things comes off as we being punk and weak. If I sit up here and tell Will, oh, Will, that hurt my feelings, man. You know how that sound coming from another man? What, what you mean I hurt your feelings? What? You better boss up for being a punk. So instead of me doing that, what I'll do is I'll cut Will off or whoever that person is, don't say nothing. And I just create a bigger problem because I didn't want to be born. And I think a lot of guys, especially POC, people of color, really suffer from that. We ain't got to be macho man 24-7. We can be hurt. We can cry. It's okay not to be okay. And as long as you keep pretending that you're okay, then people are going to treat you like you're okay. And then when somebody say something or offend you, you're going to be ready to box. Like my son say, try Jesus, don't try me. And I think that's where we at, man. Hey, Quan, you got anything to say? I seen you getting ready to go in. I was just going to say, one of the reasons as a man why, um, you know, I don't show or express my emotions because I don't want somebody to use that against me. So I, I, I tend to put my guard up, especially if I don't, if I don't really know you. I tend to put a guard up and not let you all the way in because I feel like whatever I tell you, you may use that against me later on. And, you know, if I tell you, yo, I cry, you know, at least once a day, I feel like one day you might try to use that against me. And that was something I told you in confidence. I think that's, that's the key thing is men tell other men things out of confidence, but as men, we're not used to men doing that. So we take it as a joke. Yeah, you and, and Corey absolutely right. Try Jesus, <laughs> not me, <laughs> cause I fight right. <laughs> Let's go right. Hey, I promise you, man, Quan, you made a good point too. And sometimes, man, like we really have to do some social distance distancing from our emotions, like for real. Sometimes we have to. We're so quick to put a mask on for a virus, but we don't put a mask on for people who are affecting us with their attitudes and with their mindset, right? So sometimes we have to be able to take six feet away. Like, you know, Willie said, man, I need my six feet. And I promise you, man, like, when you get to the point where you're able to truly take the mask off, like, you know what they say, the church mask, like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody asks you how you're doing and you really end up saying, like, you know you're going through hell, but I'm blessed. Oh, man, like, stop that, man. Like, be for real. Like, I promise you, I practice it. Willie used to tell me all the time, yo, how you feeling, coach? I'm like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? He like, no, how you really feeling? I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm struggling right now. I promise you, like, me and Willie, a couple years ago, bro, I had to go to the doctor's office because there was something wrong with my heart. You know what I'm saying? Because I was eating the wrong way. There was a lot of things I wasn't doing, Corey and Shaquan. 
And um, eventually, you know, um, Paris and Willie started talking. And they were just basically, you know, Willie told Jen what was going on. And I got, I got offended. I'm like, yo, how are you going to go to him and talk to him about what's going on and stuff like that? And she said, yo, he's trying to help you. You feel me? And I promise you, me and Willie got on the phone. We made the adjustments, bro. And I promise you, man, when I was able to do that and put my pride down, man, because us as men, we're prideful, very prideful. I promise you, like, that's why you see so many women succeeding and not men succeeding, because we're prideful. People always ask me, you know, or probably even ask you, Corey, you know what I'm saying? Yo, how come you got to work with so many women? Because women ain't prideful. <laughs> what you talking about? Like, women in a heartbeat. Oh, how much is it? A thousand A man be like, nah, bro, I don't need no, I don't need no investing. You don't need to invest in your program. You're like, what? Look at the church. People have a problem with women preaching, but women are the only women in church. The men ain't in church. <laughs> so you have a problem with women preaching, but you're not even in church. You see what I'm saying? So to be able to say, man, like today, I'm thankful for the relationship that I've built with Willie because, bro, if it wasn't for him literally intervening, I probably would have been dead right now. I promise you, like, yo, and, and I get teared out about it, man, for real, man, because, like, people think this is play play. Like, for real, this is family on this podcast right now. And I promise you, man, like, my pride could have cost me my legacy. I'm going to say that again for the back row of the church. My pride could have cost me my legacy because I'm more worried about how I feel and suppressing those emotions, Corey, and not being going man to man, be like, yo, Willie, I really got a problem right now, bro. I need help. And the doctor told me clearly, he said, it's either you can lose weight organically or you can use this pill. You got to choose. The ball's in your court, fam. And I made a decision. I said, yo, Willie, every single day sent me something to do. And he's the type of person, bro, he wasn't like, yo, um, tell me you ran, show me you ran. So I had to pull out the Apple Watch and show him, yo, bro, I did two miles. All right, bet. Did you do the push-ups? Did you do the sit-ups? Did you do what you need to do? Yes, sir. Right? And I think a lot of times we see accountability as a threat coming from a man because we're so used to doing things by ourselves. So I'm thankful for this family, man. Go ahead, Willie. I see you, fam. So that was big, man. Oh, I can't even hear you, Willie. You can't hear me? Nah. Well, he's trying to get it together. So, no, I, I love that you share that. And that's what I'm talking about, being vulnerable, man. That share, that piece right there, because there's a lot of men who are probably dealing with something like that to that degree, and they are too afraid to even say something because they don't want nobody in their business. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a real issue right there. Oh, I don't want nobody knowing my business. Sometimes people knowing your business can save your life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay if you got the right people around you that's in your business. Because some people in your business, like Quan was saying, to use it against you later on in life. But you got some people that's in your business that really care about you and your business and what you got going on. Mm. Tell y'all, man, I'm one of those guys. <clears throat> I don't like nobody doing nothing for me. And the reason I don't like nobody doing nothing for me because I watch my mama do it by herself and nobody done nothing for her. Come on. I actually adopted that. I, have, I, I embody that. And that's how I am today. I don't like nobody doing them for me. I don't like nobody giving me a handout because I truly feel like every handout, there's a you owe me attached to it. Oh, remember I've done this to you attached to it? Oh, man, when you going to get me back attached to it? And it's like, no. So I refuse to be vulnerable in certain areas of my life. I, I refuse to allow certain people in. 
And this is something I share with women. I said, bro, I don't trust men at all. I don't trust men, period. Because I've been affected by men negatively my entire life, almost. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I have a very big wall up and I'm very reserved when it comes to guys. And when Willie came in, he started to show himself and he was like, he was really genuine. I said, Willie, you're about one of the only dudes that I know that came at me like this and I let my wall down a little bit. Because once a person burned me one time, you're dead to me. And I know I shouldn't be like that, but because I'm so genuine and I'm so authentic and I always give, I'm a servant servant. I do stuff with people for free that I shouldn't be doing for free. I give people brand new things off my back. I've given money to churches. I've given jewelry to pastors. I've done all these things for people and they use that as a weakness and they try to take advantage of me. So because of all those experiences, I built up this wall and I'm like, I'll never be vulnerable again because I won't give somebody permission to mistreat me, manipulate me or use me again. And what I'm trying to learn to do now is become vulnerable with those in my circle because I have to. There are some things I just can't do on my own. I've been very successful up until this point. Thank God for it. But there's a growth, there's a growth spurt that needs to happen in my life. And the only way that growth spurt is going to happen is if I become vulnerable and really start sharing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have all the answers to everything. I'm struggling just like you are. There's some days I, I want to crit. There's some days I cry. There's some days I feel like just throwing in a towel because it's like, Lord, I've done everything I can possibly do. I've done it all. I've, I've, I've rolled the free train for as long as I could. Now I'm paying people to help me do stuff and things still ain't cracking for me. I quit. People don't care about being motivated. Nobody wants to be empowered. These are all the things I go through. I don't got the clientele coming in that I want. But if I quit now, I will never know what my tomorrow could be. Because you're always one step closer to fulfilling that dream than you really think you are. And so I gotta keep going. So right now, this is as vulnerable as I'm probably gonna get and be. And this is gonna open me up to become uh, more of that later on down the road. Yeah, go ahead, Willie. Let's see if I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? All right, there we go. Let's go. All right, all right. So, man, first, let me start off with Will. Man, Coach, you already know, man, like, that was a, a big turning point and trans, transparency point in your life for us because, you know, people think as the coach, the coach knows it all, has it all, don't need help, and that's why it was able – I was able to just say, hey, like, coach, what's really going on? What's really going, you know, to, to reach out to say, hey, like, I know you have times when you struggle because we all struggle. And if I never taught myself to be vulnerable to ask that question, things would have remained the same. And that's why I had to, you know, I even told Corey, even Corey, like, when, we, when me and Corey first met, it was, it, like, y'all think this is crazy, but it's only crazy until it happened, man. And... I just learned that this weekend that there's a difference between privacy and secrecy. It's, it's two different things. Like some things you got to be private about and some things you got to be secret about. And when people mis, misunderstand when you're secret, you think that you, you know, you're not being your authentic self. You're hiding something. And that's not true. It's just I got to be private about certain things. 
versus telling you everything that you shouldn't know. And that's why, you know, in the circle, you have certain things that you tell certain people. Even though it's the circle, like not everybody is able to receive what you're about to tell them or what you can say because they might not have experience. They might not have, you know, the heart to be able to, for you to download what you got to say. So for me, I'm just thankful that I was able to be the example, you know, like Corey said, like he don't trust people. So the only way to for him to go to the next chapter in his life is somebody has to be the example for him to be like, you know what? I can I can finally not use the excuse that I can't trust nobody, but I have one person that I can trust. So once he once he gets to that point to where he can be like, oh, I can trust him. Now what happens is he gets rid of the excuse. He's opened up another chapter in his life to where he don't have to be, as you say, you know, weak because he's showing vulnerability to try to grow. Like that's all vulnerability is, is a point in life where you get a chance to grow, but you have to take accountability to have the chance to be able to grow, which is someone reaching out to show you the example. Because you never had the example, then you're going to keep using the excuse, well, I never had nobody treat me right. I never had nobody be nice to me. I never had nobody. But when that moment in your life where the opportunity present itself to where you'd be like, wait a minute, like this person been, been talking to me, they come in different ways, like something about this person is different. And then you, that, that relies you to not go back to your old way. You have to move forward because the way I approach you was, like I said, the gift that I have, it only makes you open up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we all express certain things that we wouldn't express to other people. And it's not other people's business to know what me and you are helping in the dungeon to grow. All, all they're going to see is the result from it. And that's, and that's, that's what benefits them is seeing the result to knowing okay i knew at one point this person has been hurt or been damaged but when somebody came in their life to see the results that's what a coach is like when we doing the coaching like a coach all you do is see the results when it's game time while that team wins like yeah the players did their part but in the interview session the coach on the back end that's where he gets the credit because in the dungeon and when they was practicing when they was going through you know, the heartache and the pain and the sweating, that person comes in and be like, yep, because this person was a hardhead. This person didn't want to listen, but because they buy into the system to finally change not who they are, but the things that they was doing, it made them a better player. And that's what we're all trying to get to being a better player. So being a better player in life is going to have times where you're going to have to be vulnerable. And all of us have experienced being vulnerable, and we all say that don't make you weak. It only makes you stronger. Man, uh, fire. <laughs> fire. The encouragement guru. And, uh, yeah, I promise you, man, um, I had a talk with um, Portia, um, the health guru. <laughs> As you know, we have a bunch of gurus in the squad, man. Um, and she asked me, Corey, she was just like, yo, you know, do you do a lot of your um, social media stuff? And I was like, um, yes, I do. Um, besides Alice. Um, I don't really let nobody touch my social media because that's, you got to trust somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know people. I don't know if they end up posting some crazy stuff or some cuss words on my page and destroy and abolish my whole brand that I built. You know what I'm saying? So it takes a, it takes a person that you have to trust. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times 
we miss our blessing because we're not connected to the right people. And the reason why we're not connected to the right people is because we see a blessing or an opportunity as a threat. And we can't look at a blessing or an opportunity as a threat, especially when that individual is genuine. Now, my question to everybody is how do you know when somebody's genuine and there for the squad and not there for personal gain? I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna let, uh, let, let Quan or Quan or uh, Corey go in on that because I just, I just want to, I just want to ask because you know a lot of people are watching right now and they're probably like, yeah, that is a good question. Like, how do I know when somebody is truly genuine and not just genuine to get something from me? Anybody want to go? Go ahead. It don't matter. I need to hear somebody. All right, that's too easy. That's too easy. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so how do you know you don't? You don't know. Like, you... I'm going to use Corey for the... Like, I, I just love using Corey for the example because how we met was just, like, some e-harmony stuff. Like, <laughs> pause. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know Quan. I know Quan was ready. He was like, yes, I got one. I got a pause. I got a pause. This live. I didn't approve of that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey no. No, but no, on, the, on the real note, it was just, you don't. Like, when I, the day, the moment I called Corey, my attentions were so pure. That was the question I had to ask myself when I even called them seven digits. I was like, man, he probably going to think I got a motive. He probably don't trust people. This man been speaking for years. And here come this person from New York. He ain't never heard of, never seen, don't know, ain't a friend on his, on his page or nothing. And I got to figure out how he going to trust me from day one was the hardest thing I had to do. Even the day I called Will and I said, hey, man, I'm trying to do this thing. Like the government was shutting down. I ain't have a whole lot. This is what I got. Like I was like, how do I connect with people? and show them my, uh, my authentic self and be vulnerable to not get rejected. I don't want to get rejected. I didn't want, I didn't want Corey to be like, hey, bro, don't call me no more. Like, if I would have got that, I'd have been broke, bro. Like, I'd have, been, I'd have been done. I wouldn't be who I am if any one of y'all would have just denied me because I was being vulnerable to say, hey, like, I don't have a circle. I don't have anybody where I'm at. I don't deal with a lot of people. So I'm reaching out to get something I don't have and the only people I can reach with is people I don't know. So I didn't know. So when I went into it and I called Corey and we chopped it up, like I can only imagine when he hung up the phone was like, I don't know what that was about. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like when, we, when you hung up the phone, you probably was questioning yourself. Like, dang, dude called me and told me to have a nice day. Like, I ain't never, like, what is, you know, like, so you don't know. It's like, it's not like a relationship to where, you can like see the people's actions and you can kind of like, you know, like feel their vibes and kind of like see and be like, nah, they ain't good. Like, yeah, that person be lying out. Like, no, you don't know until you actually get into it and learn why are you asking yourself, why is it tough for me to know that this person is genuine? What am I looking at? Am I looking at the outside appearance or am I really looking at who they are like you said, as God said, we should look at them and not them. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you should see the God in me, not, you know, me in the physical realm. So when you see that, there's certain things you'll be able to pick up that are that you didn't experience before. Like, when I called Core for the first time, there was things where other people who called him for the first time, I didn't do. So that was a, that's a red flag in a good way for him to be like, okay, normally somebody called me with a motive, they go do X, Y, and Z. He didn't do that. So that's, I, I'm trying to, now, now he don't know how to process that as, as men. We don't know how to process that. So same thing with Will. Like when I called you, it wasn't, I didn't do the same things that I normally, you normally would get when you be burnt, when somebody, you know, trying to have a motive, you never, you never, he was like, dang, like he, he really ain't want nothing. Like I, Okay, so that's a red flag because now you're trying to process what I do next. So now, if I keep continuing that, you will see in my actions my heart. You will see in my actions how I connect with your wife. Like with both of y'all, like I know all all y'all, like I like your wife will tell you on their birthdays, on just random out of the blue. Like you know, like when Paris first started her job, she'll tell you like I had texted her, didn't know what she was going through, and she was like, "Bro, this came right on time." Like, you know what I'm saying? And the same thing with Corey White. Like, when I, when I text her, I was like, look, thank you for letting Corey be a part of my life. And she was like, no, thank you for being a part of Corey's life. I was like, wait, no, I, I, I wanted this relationship more than he did. You know? So it was, I think you you don't know. Because I had no idea when I called all, any of you. Like, the same thing with Shaquan. He was like, on his birthday, I hit him up. He was like, who is this dude calling me on my birthday? And tell like... Who does that? I mean, it wasn't even a phone call. It was a video. Like, he got a whole a whole video. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So, nah, yes, it was, a, it was a video of your face. Say that. <laughs> don't say it was just a video. <laughs> you, you're right. You're right. You're right. I forgot we lied. You're right. So, yeah. But, yeah, man, it's you don't know. So, to answer your question, man, you don't know until you look at a person's actions. But, like I said, you will see things that are different because like I said, it's 2020. People can get an Oscar by by playing the game. You know, they can be like, yeah, I'm going to play the game for a year and a half and then be like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm going to use this. I know this about Corey. I know this about Will. I'm going to use, like, you know, so, but but you are know, you've been in the game long enough to know people and to point that out because we are coaches. We are, you know, able to see those things that people will, because like I said, even a business, a job, you only can do it for 90 days till you get your benefits. So at some point, the real you going to come out. At some point. Now, we've been working for two years, year and a half. So at some point, if I ain't who I am, y'all going to see it. Quan, Corey, what you got? I would say... Uh... Sometimes it takes it takes getting burnt to to recognize that. Um, I mean, me, I'm I read people pretty good, so I mean, I most a lot of times if you give a person enough rope, they hang themselves. So I mean, sometimes you just got to get burnt, and you know what I'm saying. Being burnt is fine because it's a lesson learned. Whether you learn it quick, whether you learn it later, it's still a lesson learned. So. Um, but yeah, like I said, like like with Willie, I mean, sometimes you can tell with people's actions. Can you tell right off the bat? Maybe not. But I mean, you you'll notice when when they only hit your line for something, then you you kind of put two and two together. 
But yeah, I mean, sometimes like I said, it's okay to get burnt. I mean, we all got burnt by we thought, you know, we all have supported a person and realized, yo, they don't really support me like that. So, I mean, like I said, sometimes it, it takes you getting burnt to understand, look, the love that I'm giving out, I ain't really getting that same love back. All right, now, let's go. Sometimes we got to understand that support is not going to be reciprocated. You know what I'm saying? When I dish out to somebody, I may not get that same love back. That don't mean they got ill intentions. You know what I'm saying? I love what you were saying, Shaquan, about sometimes you got to get burnt. I believe negative experiences creates greater wisdom. I truly believe that. Because if you had some negative experience in your life, you're going to finally become wise enough to say, I'm not doing that again. And you don't know who's rocking with you and who doesn't. And a lot of these reserves that we do have come from past trauma and past experiences. I don't want to go into the mental health aspect of it, because, but that's what I love and that's where this is going. It becomes a mental battle that you have. Once you've been burned by somebody that supposedly said they're there for you, that smiled in your face and said, I got your back, and they really have another motive attached to it, right? As alpha males, everyone on this call is an alpha male in their own lane. Alpha males are not open to be vulnerable with one another. When I first re reached out to Will, I saw Will on Facebook. Now, I've been already doing my thing already, right? But I like the way Will was moving. And I hit, I reached out to him and I saw one of his lives. And then I think I hit him on something else. I said, hopefully we can share the stage one day together. Will said, keep grinding. To me, that was a reserve. Like, nigga, I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? How do I know what you want to, how I know you ain't trying to come and infiltrate my camp and what I got going on? I don't even know nothing about you. I ain't seen you do nothing or post nothing. <clears throat> right? So we all have these reserves as alphas, alpha males. And a lot of times, man, we don't go to each other for help because we was never taught it's okay to go to, go to one another for help. We taught you protect your camp at all, at all costs. You don't let nobody infiltrate your house. You don't let nobody infiltrate what you're doing and you stay on guard all the time. Man, I'm going to tell you, that gets tiring, man. That's tiresome to have to fight all day. All It's like, my gosh, man, can I just run into some other brothers that's doing the same thing I'm doing that we can all win? We ain't gotta. We ain't gotta beat one another. I ain't, look. If I'm, I'm consistent across the board. I don't call people all the time, and I don't only call you when I want you want something from you. If I ain't calling you just off the rip, I ain't calling you. As long as I'm consistent and not calling you, then that should say something like, "Yeah, my man don't really want nothing. He don't even call me on a regular basis." You know what I'm saying? And if I do call you and tap in, I don't want nothing from you because there ain't nothing nobody can give me that I ain't got. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the way I move. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just, I really want to be vulnerable sometimes, but everybody doesn't deserve your vulnerability. I'm going to say that one more time. Everybody does not deserve your vulnerability. They don't. You got to explain that, bro. Because I, here, let me tell you why everybody doesn't deserve your vulnerability. And I posted it today. Sometimes when you're doing all this talking to people and you're being vulnerable, you're educating your enemy. Point blank, period. So some of these people that know, ask, think about it. Think about, let's put it in the biblical text. It wasn't a whole bunch of outsiders that knew about Jesus and how he moved. It was people in his own camp that turned on him. 
Judas knew more about Jesus than a lot of people did, and that's how Jesus got exposed. There's some people in your camp that don't deserve your vulnerability. Just because they're in your camp don't mean they need to know everything about you. Some people, you got to feed from a distance, bro. Because the same ones that's in your camp will be the same ones be responsible for your demise. So you got to know, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah, Quan got my best interest at heart. One, Quan ain't never talked ill about me. He ain't never tried to compete with me. He ain't never tried to take no food out my family's mouth. Yeah, I rock with Quan the long way. Same way with y'all, Willie and Will. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like I can be vulnerable uh, with this particular group. But at the same time, there are still some things that everybody shouldn't just be exposing. I, and I just call, I call it copyrights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and because we're still all businessmen at the end of the day. So there's some things that I don't expect Will to tell me how he moves and what he's doing. No, I don't have no motives. I don't want to take Will's program, but there are some things I feel like if Will tells me everything he's doing, something is wrong. Because this man still got to eat and feed his family at the end of the day. Well, Corey, you got to break down. You got to break down that conversation we had, man. When we was talking about when I was dealing with my struggle, you know, with with being so vulnerable and building a relationship to where it caused me not to want to ask you guys for anything because I don't if I don't want to ever come off as the person that came to you with no motive to where if I ever ask, I feel like it can be a motive because that was the reason we built the relationship. I remember, remember that remember that conversation? I was just like, it, it's so hard for me to, you know, like I really want to ask because I yeah, I know I need it. I know it's, it's time, but then I'm, like, I'm so scared to ask because I have already created a relationship with all you guys to where I've gained your trust. And the moment that I ask and show my vulnerability, I don't want that account against me when I know, like you said, the, I, I don't want you to ever feel like I'm that Judas. I, I'm that person that, you know, it's out to get you when I built this this relationship with all of you guys to be like, man, like I want to ask, but I'd be like, nah. Like, like explain to them why it's it's important to know why you need to, and that the motive is still not the motive when you do ask for yeah. to show your vulnerability. I mean, and this is for all brothers listening to this call, whoever you are, women, brothers, whoever. When we was conversing and we was talking about that, this is what I told Willie. I said, you've done enough upfront to show to me that you don't have an ulterior motive or you're not out to get me. <clears throat> because if you, hell, you played a really good role. You deserve an Oscar. If that's the case, if you've been able to play this role for a year, you didn't ask nothing for, of me. You didn't do any of that. All you did was pour into me, right? When you call me and ask for something, do that. Because I know there's no motive attached and I know there's no ill will. Now, Will was in a position, he's like, man, I don't want to ask nobody for nothing because I don't want nobody to think that's what my relationship is based off of. I said, but bruh, you've already proven yourself up front. Nobody in their right mind want to think you're coming after them to try to take them for something or get something from them. But at the same time, you're not asking, denies a person's opportunity to be a blessing to your life. I said, because you've done so much, you deserve the thing that you're asking for. And God put people in your life that you can ask that's not going to view you as a money-stealing demon or somebody or opportunist. Because God allowed you not to wear a mask when you called every one of us. 
You was in your purest, rawest form. When you picked up the phone, you showed a sign of vulnerability, Winnie, because you didn't know nobody. You see what I'm saying? And so that right there going to show me, if this man is willing to pick up the phone, that means that shows me that he's already vulnerable. He's looking for some type of friendship or relationship with somebody that he can build upon. He didn't call me and say, I need a thousand dollars because I'm in a speaking program. That's not what you came off as. But if you say now, a year later, man, Corey, you know what I've been doing. You've been watching me from a distance. We rock together. Bro, I'm short. Can you help me out? No problem. Because you earned that. You earned that from me, at least. I can't speak for nobody else. But you earned that from me. But if you don't ask, I don't know how I can assist you. And I don't know how many of my blessings that you got tied up in the spiritual realm because of your pride. Because sometimes we create these narratives of other people that ain't true. I don't need you to impose your, uh, your insecurities or your lack of on me and then deny me of my blessings because you are afraid to open your mouth and say, I need help. That's not how this works. Not with me. I hope everybody heard that, man. That was like, you don't understand a lot of people that have a good heart really need to hear that because like I said, I still I still struggle with that because of the fact of like I said, I build a relationship and I don't ever want that to be the motive. But like you said, Corey, when you know what you built, you like your mind should just operate so clearly to be like, Yes, I can I can ask. But I know a lot of people may not say it, but I just wanted to show how when you're being vulnerable, the things that you think about that I'm putting on Corey that's not even true. Like I'm already saying, if I ask, he gonna tell me no, and then he gonna think this. Not even, that's not even how he's thinking because I'm thinking that it's just like I'm answering the question for Corey, and that's not even the answer. Like a lot of us do that as men. I I can't speak for all of them, but most of us already, you know, do it. And I, I mean, I sometimes do it in my marriage. I like, I, I'll think something, I want to ask my wife, and I already be like, nope, she gonna say no, so I ain't gonna ask. Her. <laughs> and then she'd be like, why you ask me? I thought you was going to say no. I, you didn't ask me. I, my bad. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> and for real, like, um, <clears throat> y'all already know. <laughs> Everybody on this call already know. <clears throat> um, if you need anything, I'm here. Um, I, and listen to me. Like, me and Corey chopped it up, what, two days ago. And when I posted what I posted on Facebook, yeah, I locked in a big contract, big contract. Most I ever made in my life to do what I love to do. And mind you, I'm going on 10 months as an entrepreneur. So it's all God, right? But I had no problem sharing with my boy, Corey, like, yo, bro, the money's out there, bro. And Corey's like, yo, I'm so proud of you, bro. And I know it wasn't like a proud of you still jealous. It was a proud of you like, yo, like, Yo, we're going to get this, bro. And I always say, and I just got to continue to speak that joint, man. Like, all of us, man. Like, and I'm going to say this on live. Like, don't hit my social media. Don't hit my people asking me, can you get on our stage? That's not the way it works. Don't, don't, don't do that. Like, for real. Like, because a lot of times people are opportunists. And I know for a fact that Willie's not an opportunist. Shaquan. Corey, my tray, my dog dogs are not opportunists. Like everything that you're seeing is naturally organically. We don't have to run no ads. We get it from the ground zero. You feel what I'm saying? Like every single one of us, like this, this is what I need you guys to understand. 
Your problem is, is that you want somebody to be a star player of your life. But here's the most important thing. I can count on Corey to drop 40 by himself. I can count on Shaquan to drop off 40 by himself. I can count on my train Willie to drop 40 by themselves. They do it by themselves. But guess what? When we come together collectively, ah, we got the big five. And then here's the thing. When you are the big five, you win it. And when you win it, people like to rock with winners. People don't like to rock with losers. So they'll have a way of trying to sneak their way in to your camp, like Corey was talking about, and try to come in and be a form of a Peter, but really you a Judas. And you trying to come in and try to figure out, okay, let me see how Corey's moving. Listen to me, I promise you, you can't get into this circle. <laughs> I tell you, you cannot get into this circle because one, Corey gonna buck at you. <laughs> hey, for two, for two, the floor general gonna buck at you. For three, you know what I'm saying? Me and Willie are kind of like, like the, 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 the flamingos. We the more person, we're the per people person. But Corey, Shaquan and Montre, they ain't letting that happen. Off rip. And I promise you, man, like, God has an amazing way of connecting the right people at the right time. Like, we thought that we was connecting because of a, of, because of a speaking program. No, God was like, yo, no, Will, you, you, you moving. You're going to need somebody like Corey in your life. You're going to need somebody like Willie in your life. You're going to need somebody like Shaquan in my train your life. People look over the time, they're like, yo, how are you doing it? It's not about how I'm doing it. I ain't that deep. I'm not that deep. These dudes can talk circles around me. I'm not deep. Even when I was going out to speak with John, um, pass to get your money. I promise you, bro. People always like, yo, I love the video. No, don't thank me. Thank John. Because if he never captured the footage, you wouldn't see me. So that's the problem with a lot of y'all that's watching this right now. You're prideful. And because you're prideful, you're missing out on opportunities. You're not being vulnerable. And you see vulnerability as a sign of weakness when really vulnerability is a sign of strength. Because it takes a real person, a real dog, to say, yo, I'm struggling right now. I tell you all the time, I still battle with lust. And I ain't got no, listen to me, I ain't got no shame in my game admitting it on Facebook Live. Because a lot of people are hypocritical. I still got a problem with lust. I deal with the battle. Every damn day I battle with it. I still, I still battle with suicidal thoughts. Every damn day. I'm telling y'all, man, the reason why you don't get to where you need to get to is because you talking about you love God, but you ain't even vulnerable with God. You talk oh, boy. About, yeah, you talking about you vulnerable. You talking about you love Jesus. You speaking in tongues. You dancing. But when it comes time to really, like, I promise you, Shaquan, my prayers to God is just like this, God. Please help me with this lust. Please help me with these suicidal thoughts. Father God, I know you ain't going to take them from me because they keep me in check. But Lord, guide me throughout the way. Yea, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I fear no evil. Keep me in perfect peace. Help me to not to lean on my own understanding, but into all your understanding and all your ways acknowledge my feet. So some of y'all are listening to this and you think you deep because you got a certification. You think you deep because you got a beautiful photo shoot. But guess what? A photo shoot and social media don't make you who you are. At the end of the day, when you buy yourself, that is what true character is. It's not me, what we're doing right here. We always like this. Before we even started going live with these podcasts, we always like this. So I'm telling y'all, when you get to a place where you can be real with you, then people will be real with you. And I'm telling you, all it takes is for you to connect with the right person. The first person that I connected with, I think it was Willie on my trip. It was one of them. I don't know which one it was. I think it was Willie. 
I think it was Willie and then my tray, but I connected with them. And I promise you, y'all, like these dudes have been a blessing to not my life, to my family. And I promise you, if Corey calls me, he's like, yo, Will, I need, I need, I got you, Corey. Vice versa. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we know the motives. Like, we're family. And a lot of people are starting to notice now. <laughs> and now everybody trying to creep in to the squad. And I'm telling you, you don't get into the squad by talking about, can I carry your bag or can I share your post? You get connected to people by being a servant. Serve. You, you listen to me. If Jesus washed feet, you definitely ain't exempt from it. You ain't that deep. So I'm telling y'all, man, like, I love this topic, Corey, because I promise you, man, every single day I wake up, I'm battling with things. We're not perfect. We don't strive to be perfect. We know we're only going to be perfect once we clock out. But until then, <laughs> try Jesus. <laughs> not me. <laughs> hey. I got to jump. Hey, I got to tell you. Hey. What's so dope is that that's what's missing from the black man's community. It's being transparent and vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that when I was passing the ministry, I was very vulnerable. And it's crazy because in certain areas you'll be vulnerable and in other areas you won't. It's not that none of us are not vulnerable. We just pick and choose the time we're going to be vulnerable. And there's times you hold back being vulnerable when this not the time to hold back. That's the time you need to release. Because in vulnerability, there's growth. In growth, right, there's perseverance and resilience. So you're going to have to put down your pride and be vulnerable. I love what you said, uh, Will, you like, I struggle with lust. That's one of my biggest things. Mine, right? I share this with the congregation. I said, because how can I, how dare, how dare I get up in this pulpit and talk to you about perfecting your walk in Christ and yet man ain't perfected? I said, we both fight, we fight the same. I said, look, we all got demons. We just trying to escape the same hell. You know what I'm saying? I said, and once we understand that nobody's perfect and we all can become vulnerable and really start, because listen, you can't help nobody that don't invite you in the areas that they need help in. I can't help Will if he's struggling with suicide if he never invited me into that part of his life. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can help me with lust unless I invite them into that part of my life. But a lot of stuff that we are asking help for, we are responsible for overcoming. I'm going to say that one more time. Because there are some things that we're responsible for, we put off on other people. Other people mean it, Jesus. I never pray and ask Jesus to take nothing from me. You know why? Because he's already taken it. I got to believe he took it, and then I got to do the work on my part. But if you do got to pray and ask God to take something from you, you keep praying. But that don't mean you sit back and don't do nothing. Because God know I'm going to fall short. It ain't that I'm trying to or constantly trying to. But there are some stuff that when I'm in the gym and I see Woo! Let's keep a whole book. Girl, you know you shouldn't have walked in here like that. What's wrong with you? Hey, hey. <laughs> Let's go. You don't know what I deal with. I know what I deal with. And I'm solely responsible for being vulnerable and butt naked in front of God and saying, look, Lord, this is where I'm at. You created me. You made me complex. You know my thoughts. You know everything about me. You know I ain't got no hair on my head. Because you took it from me at an early age, right? But <clears throat> my thing is this, there ain't nothing you can tell God that he ain't going to be uh, afraid. There's nothing you can say to God that's going to scare him, put him in a, a, a state of shock or anything like that. He knows everything about you. I may battle with this thing until the day I die. 
and that's being 1,000. But at the end of the day, I'm solely responsible for how I respond, how I react, and what I do. I believe God has already done what he's going to do for me. When Jesus hung on that cross, he said it is finished. He didn't say it was almost finished. He said it is finished. So whatever I need, that means I got to put forth some work. So y'all, if you need to be vulnerable, I, I beg you, be vulnerable. But don't be just vulnerable around anybody. Get that circle that you can really connect with and say, if I told them that I have these thoughts, I know these people ain't going to judge me, and then I ain't going to hear about it on CNN later on. Because I trust these people with my secrets. And until we get free of that, we're going to always have mental health issues. We're going to always walk around uh, with suppression, angry and pissed off at the world, and ain't nobody done nothing to you. You refuse to do what you need to do for you. It's good, Corey. It's good, man. Uh, it's like y'all y'all said it, man. Like we all struggle with something. Nobody's exempt from struggle not happening. So the fact that we all struggle with something, that's something that we just have to accept. That's just part of life. And like you said, and, and even even the Bible says, God can only show Himself strong when we're weak. But that doesn't mean being vulnerable is weak. He's just saying, how can I show you? that I'm the almighty, I, I am the I am, when you won't do the simple thing by just being, by just being saying, you know what, I'm tired. Like, I'm tired of, you know, struggling with this, and I ain't told nobody about it. Like, that's why it says confess your, confess your sins to one another, to, to you know, to, to your circle, and then everything else is laid at his feet. So until, until you say, hey, I'm dealing with this, because like you say, you can keep praying that prayer, but if you don't confess it to somebody that's that you know is your brother, which you say you're supposed to love your neighbor, love your brother, like that's why it's 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 so much. It feels like the burden is off because you like, oh, like I finally said what I struggled with, and I don't feel bad about it because guess what? Nine times out of ten, or eight times out of ten, they probably struggling through the same thing. And guess what? The fact that both of y'all in the same same thing and struggling with, you can come out of it together. But if you never, and it's amazing how when you have people that struggle with the same thing, they get the breakthrough different ways, but yet the breakthrough happens because of what they said to each other. Like it's crazy. Like it's like, okay, I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with lust, he's dealing with lust. Now we connect together and say, hey, you deal with, okay, bam. And the next thing you know, it's not a desire anymore. Doesn't mean that it's not presented, it's just the desire is gone because we both said what we both struggle with versus if we never say what we struggle with, guess what's going to happen? The conversation going to be like, oh man, dang, look, she got a fat old booty. And then you're going to be agreeing with me. Yeah, she got a fat old booty. Now we not, now we staring because we ain't never admitted what it was. <laughs> really? Now, you said something great. And I just have to chime in on it. This is the thing though. This is what I, this is honestly, I'm going to be vulnerable. This is what, and I ain't talking about y'all. I get tired of always having to say, um, I'm struggling with something, right? You know what I'm saying? I battle stuff. But in all honesty, bro, if you like a big dunk, you like a big dunk. That don't mean you struggling. I'm just being 1,000. If that's what you, because listen, man, we are men. We see it. It's inevitable. God gave us these eyes right here 
to be able to see. Now, them triple takes, now you messing up. You know facts, what I'm facts. I, I agree with you on that one. I, I agree with, with, with you on that one. And you yeah, know, yeah. Now I feel you. You know what I'm saying? But some of these things are natural that you're dealing with. But the glancing, 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 glancing ain't, ain't struggling. Glancing ain't struggling. Everything ain't no struggle. Some stuff is just real life. Man, it is what it is. God bless you in a major way. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But it's all about your perception of how you receive it. But let me see that. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, I, I, I agree with you now. I got a counseling session I need to be on with my clients. So I'm going to get off. But y'all, listen, I love y'all, man. And there ain't nothing wrong with being vulnerable. Be vulnerable, but just make sure you're wise and you discern who you're vulnerable around. Because everybody that you're vulnerable around ain't for you. Some people ain't deserve your vulnerability, once again. So I love y'all. I'm going to clock out. Y'all fellas, y'all keep rocking, man. All right, Corey. Sound like the legacy gym to me. Yeah, that's, there ain't nothing else to say. Anything to say, Shaquan? Uh, I just want to say, I just want to talk to the women real quick. Because um, it's, it's something that I struggled with, which was um, being affectionate. Being affectionate. Because I didn't, I didn't see it growing up. I didn't know how to do it. So I felt like that was a place of vulnerability for me because I didn't know how to do it. So like I, when you come sit and I'm on the couch and you want to sit underneath me, the first thing that pops in my head, like all that couch over there, you had to sit right here. Because I didn't, we didn't see that growing up. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, my, my parents been married for almost 30 years, but you know, most of the time they in separate rooms. You know what I'm saying? Not not because they hate each other, but that's just you, know, you see it all the time when you drop your kids off at school. You got some parents get out, open the door, kiss their kids. They holding up the line. You like your fam. Let the let the teacher get the kid out of the car, pull off. Like you know what I'm saying? You see it when they pick them up from, at the end of the day, kiss them, get in the car. We didn't get that when when we was growing up. You know what I'm saying? You got picked up, you got in the car. Mine asked you how your day was. None of that. Cause she probably had a long day, so she don't want to hear about nobody else's day. So that's one of the things that I had to I had to deal with in our marriage was I don't like talking about my day, um, you know, and then showing affection. Now those two things was was hard for me because I had never seen them before. And I think sometimes as men we get labeled as not being affectionate, but we just don't know how to do it. We don't know how to show it because we was we was taught to be to be strong. So, you know, I just, I encourage the women to talk to their man about it instead of labeling them, oh, you're not affectionate. We don't know how to be it. i tell you one thing. I'm very affectionate. I love my Jenny Jen Jen. I promise you, man. Listen, hey, I'm going to say this for all my married folk or people who want to be married. Listen to me. You don't know, you don't have a real relationship with your partner until you fart around each other and just have a competition. I promise you, man, I'll be blowing gas like a mother jumper, bro. Jen look at me like I got five heads, Willie. I just let it rip. But I promise you, though, like, because, you know, when you when, when you first going out with people, you're like, oh, I'm going to hold my gas. Once I got married, I'm like, I ain't got to hold my gas no more. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, I ain't holding nothing. You feel so me? Fast. So 
it's just like really like, and that's a good point that you talked about, um, Shaquan, is that a lot of people really don't, especially from a male's perspective, know how to be affection to their to their wife, and we don't know how to. And you know, a lot of times, you know, um, I, I'll ask, you know, Paris, I'll be like, yo, you know, instead of saying how was your day at work, I'll actually, you know, what's your most, di- what was your most difficult day about your day today? I'm saying so we can spark that conversation. You know what I'm saying? I'd be quick to, you know, grab her feet. You know what I'm saying? Lay under her feet. Like, I love it because, again, right, we wasn't taught that even though we had that around us. But I'm like, yo, I'm going to make a new tradition. I want my kids to be able to see me hugging up on my wife, you know, squeezing her, you know what I'm saying, playing with her, you know what I'm saying, just doing things that other people are not willing to do. And, again, by all means necessary, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you really want to make it work, you're going to make it work. If you don't want to make it work, it's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? And again, stop forcing. For all my people listening to this, stop forcing what's not meant to be. I'm going to say that one more time for the back row of the church. Stop forcing what's not meant to be. Um, I know Corey said a little bit of Legacy Gem, but Willie, you can you can hit him in the head with Legacy Gem, fam. Uh, I mean, shoot, Corey hit him in the head. Y'all hitting him in the head. Um, I would say, man... As it says, like, you got to be weak so you can be strong. And you got to know, like, we all know the areas that we struggle in, that we weak in, and the only way to get strong is to say, I'm weak in that area. That's the, that's the only way. And like I said, like we talked about it earlier, know your circle. Know, know who you can just say, hey, you know what? I struggle with this. Like, you got to know who you can do it with. And know, get to know that person's love language. Like, because on, if you don't get to know their love language, their love language could be quality time. But for you, like Juan said, that quality time could be number four on your list that you don't care nothing about quality time. You're more on, you know, gifts, you know, love and action. So now you got to spend more energy and you don't understand it because you like, man, like you said, I, I wasn't, I wasn't taught. So I would just say, like I said, the only way to grow is to say, hey, this is what I struggle with. I mean, that, that what you see when people who are going in AA classes, rehabs, hey, my name is Willie, I'm an alcoholic. You know, that's the first thing they got to do. They got to say, hey, this is, this is what I am. And then after that, everything else falls in line because you did the first step. So take the first step on just being vulnerable, take the first step of making the call, take the first step of saying, hey, this is something I struggle with. Somebody knows the antidote and the steps you gotta take. You just gotta ask them, hey, this is what I, you gotta tell them what you struggle with for them to give you the antidote. Hey, let's go. Hey, everybody, we thank you so much. Shout out to the floor general. Floor general. Uh, y'all miss him right now, but my boy is just resting, taking his time tranquilo. Look at Bobby. He's chilling. Um, he will be back refreshed, brand new coming. And you already know, when the floor general misses the podcast, the next oh, podcast, man, yeah. and listen. Hey. Out there. The next podcast, he, he coming up with the title. Hey, let's go. Um, so shout out to the floor general. Um, and I appreciate the squad just coming through and just being a servant and adding value to the people. Um, again, um, I appreciate you guys. And um, you, already know what this, you already know what it is. Don't live just to exist. Live to be remembered. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.